Breakfast with Gary and Tim. Great to have you with us this morning, enjoying all the banter, the back and forth. It's great. We've got the rabbit hole later today. You'll be able to listen to that. That'll drop later this afternoon, Whispers. It will. And uh, Brian has sent this through. Love listening to you, Gary. Always a balanced and considered discussion. <laughs> Keep filing the pickets, pickles in the knob. You're just, you're just finding <laughs> the one odd positive that comes no, through. No, no, no. I'll a give lot. you the there's positive. Tim Payne is back on SEN. We can announce that he's part of the Huge. SEN team. Tassie Breakfast with Tim Payne, the Australian captain, and Brent, the former Australian captain, and Brent Costello. Mondays and Fridays from 6 until 8, and it's starting in July, and it's a great time to start. And it's a great time to talk to him because tonight, Wisp, mm. the second Ashes test gets underway at Lords, and the build-up and the reaction to the first test is ensuring that this is going to be one of the most anticipated and watched in recent memory. I'm going to let you control this interview because cricket is your thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, yeah, okay. Tim, welcome to the program. Good morning, Jed. How are you? Welcome back to SEN too. We're excited to have you on board. Yeah. No, me too. I've um, sort of twiddling my thumbs for a few months, so looking forward to getting back into something and keeping myself at least slightly busy. No, it's exciting. Good, good time to have you back too, given what's about to unfold over in yep. England. Um, what did you make of the first test, first of all, before we cast our mind to tonight? Uh, yeah, well, pretty much as I expected, to be honest. I think... Um, it's interesting going into it. I think they've changed their tactics already. Um, we heard pretty series that they wanted hard and flat wickets. They got that in the first test. It didn't quite pan out. Um, so if you look at tonight's pitch, the photos I've seen of it look like everyone's backyard in Australia. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. But they're obviously trying to bring Broad and Anderson um, back into the test match. They didn't have much of an impact. But, um, yeah, I said on, on Jared Waitley's show last week, I think the Aussies have... I think they played okay in the first test. I think we've got a lot of improvement in us, um, and I'm not sure the Poms have, have got the depth to go with us. Um, you know, they're very reliant on Joe Root. Uh, their top three is pretty suspect, and on a green wicket, whilst it'll bring Broad and Anderson back into the contest, I think um, their batters are going to find it extremely difficult. Uh, Tim, where will our improvement come from you just spoke about? Uh, well, I think you look at Marnus Labashane and Steve Smith, there's not too many times we'll win test matches and those guys will score about 20 runs between them. So um, there's that. I think, um, you know, David Warner, uh, I thought Paddy Cummins' first innings was, was okay with the ball. Scotty Boland didn't bowl um, at his best. So I think we had a number of our, our good players down. And um, as I said, I think just, just our depth um, and our ability to sort of play any situation, any condition um, and at any tempo is a real... Um, advantage in this series, given we know how England are going to play, they're going to come really hard, and and that allows us to. Um, it makes them quite predictable. So I think you saw the field set back, and and I think Pat and Andrew McDonald copped a bit of stick for that early in the Test match, but I think it, it's just the smart play. We know how they're going to play. Um, you know, they, they play into our hands a little bit. We can sort of play on their ego, and um, yeah, I think our depth and the fact that some of our very best players were down, and I think we'll get better as the series goes on. Um, they seem to rely on too few for me at the so, moment. Sorry, Tim. Uh, Jim, yeah. Being a former captain of uh, of Australia, yep. do you sit there watching the cricket as a captain and you know are you critiquing yep. Pat Cummins and what he's doing or what they're not doing when they're when they're out there in the middle? Yeah, I do. I mean, I try not to. I try and sit and relax and watch it as a fan now, but it is hard not to, particularly in a in a big series. And um, you know, I thought what Pat did in that first in that first day was probably exactly what, what I would have done. We we know that their batters are going to come out and go really hard and try and hit boundaries early and get you on the back foot. Um, I think if you can stem that uh, the boundary flow, particularly their top three, who, who let's be honest, they, they're going to play really aggressively because their defence isn't good enough. They know that they can't face Pat Cummins for long periods of time without making mistakes. So they try and get you before you get 
them effectively. So um, if you can stem their boundaries, uh, make them work a little bit harder for their runs, um, we saw in the first test, I don't think they can... They're not good enough for long enough, effectively. So, um, yeah, just try and cut the runs while they're in there and know that you'll create chances. With Tim Payne, the former Australian skipper, have we... I'm trying to work out. Have we had an insight into the fragility of this English team and the way they've responded that first loss? Yep. They're convincing themselves they've won. So Baz McCullum apparently says, hey, yeah. it feels like we've won. Ollie Robinson's, you know, uh, he's shooting his mouth off left, right and centre. Is it? Yeah. Is this just them going, look, you know, we, we know we're a bit fragile. We've got to keep convincing our boys that we're up for this. Is that how you read yeah, it? Yeah, it's been fascinating. I, I can't decide. I can't decide if that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to fake it before they make it or if they're a bit delusional. I, I actually cannot decide between the two at the moment. But, yeah, I think the way they've reacted has been ex- extraordinary, to be honest. And, um, you know, Ollie Robinson... Again, I saw Michael Clark say yesterday, if it was coming from a James Anderson or a Stuart Broad, you wouldn't mind it. But this bloke's been here for five minutes. Um, from my experience with him, though, that's that's his personality. I played some Australia A games against him, and I know in county cricket he's, he's known for, for having a fair bit of confidence and a um, bit of bluff and bravado. So, uh, But, yeah, it's been interesting. And um, you know, I, I said last week, it's really fascinating to watch when you've got a captain and a coach who are really similar. Um, they're both... Both kind of got pretty big egos. They're both very aggressive and, and always wanting to move the game forward. And I wonder if there's a balance in that dressing room between their staff and the rest of their players, just making sure like the, the brand of play they're trying to play is, is excellent. It's great to watch, but I think at times, sometimes it, it goes over into their decision-making as well. We saw with the declaration um, and some of the things they did during that test match. At times, you've just got to use some cricket smarts as well and know when you know, put the foot on the accelerator and when to be able to absorb a bit of pressure. And, and so far, we've seen that they are just going to keep putting their foot on the accelerator. Yeah, it seems like it's almost cultish. It doesn't appear that when you see yeah. Joe Root come out and face the first ball, Pat Cummins on the deciding day, and he's trying to yeah. ramp him, you think, no, nah, this ain't going anywhere. Do, no, do we make he's one of the best players in the world, so I'm not sure why he is doing that. And his, and his innings, second innings dismissal was fascinating when he had the game absolutely under control. He'd been aggressive. He got the field back. And then he got out trying to slog one out of the ground when he didn't have to. So, again, you're right, it is a bit culty, and I wonder if they're under a bit of directive to, obviously, to play that way. But the stuff they're being said through the media feels to me like it's a bit it's a bit premeditated. So we, I saw that, that, that deck as well. You couldn't really tell it from different from the yeah. outfield. So it's nice and green. You'll be able to explain to us what that will be like you know, by the time the first ball's bowled tonight, but does that bring yeah. Mitch Stark into into um, calculations? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think Mitch was coming into calculations regardless, but I actually think if the pitch play looks like it did yesterday and the day before, I think it's it's almost the perfect wicket for Scott Boland. Um, mm. And the, the, the Lord's pitch has got a slope in it, and he's you know his accuracy and ability to nip the ball around uh, and use the slope will be a fascinating selection, whether they keep him in Um I just think overheads over there, like the wicket can look green and it can look flat, but if it's sunny, it's good to bat on. If it's overcast, it'll swing and nip around. So um, I sort of thought after watching the first test that because Scott Bowen is so accurate and his pace is a little bit slower than the other boys, the English guys actually took him on and, and played him really well. So uh, again, with the really positive nature that they want to play, I think someone like Mitchell Stark with his extra pace, uh, the left arm angle, his ability to come around the wicket, um, I think he'll create a hell of a lot of chances that are going to try and slog him. And he also brings Nathan Lyon into the game with his footmarks. So um, I think they'll be choosing probably between Boland and Hazelwood tonight. 
If you were writing an opposition report for England about Nathan yep. Lyon, what would it be that you would write about him? Oh, well, I wish I knew because I could never score a run against him. But <laughs> I mean, what, what I find with Nathan Lyon is every series I played, and this one's been another one, is everyone always talks about trying to attack Nathan Lyon. And, you know, he just bowls off spin and he hasn't got the deucer and he hasn't got this and that. But it's, there's just something completely different when that ball comes out of his hand. And, and talking about doing something with Nathan and then actually being able to execute it are two completely different things. But, um, you know, you've got to be certainly got to be positive and, and look to score against him because you've got to try and put him under pressure and try and put him off his game. But, um, you know, it's the same with facing the Pat Cummins. If your defence isn't good enough and it doesn't stack up, then he's going to find holes in it. Um, and he's just too good a bowler. So um, I think he'll have another field day, to be honest. Isn't that what the Nets is all about? You're trying to work them out in the Nets? Oh, yeah, but in the Nets, it's no problems at all. Like, there's no pressure on. I, I mean, I used to face him in the Nets and run down the wicket, slog him back over his head, and sweep him the next ball. And uh, But then when there's something on the line in, the, in a test match um, and there's millions of people watching, it's slightly harder to, to let go. And, um, but, yeah, look, they'll have plans. I thought Harry Brook and Joe Root are their two best players. It's been they playing quite well. So, I mean, if that was me, I'd be going to speak to those two all week on, on what they try and do and... Um, and how they try and manipulate his fields and, you know, what they found worked um, because I know a lot of players around the world have struggled to find an answer, but those two guys are two that from England I thought looked pretty good against him. No spinner from England, so they've committed to four seamers. So is that an advantage for us? Joe Root's going to have to bowl a lot more, you would imagine? Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, I think they're bringing the young quick tongue. Um, Yeah, interesting. Again, I think it's probably why we're seeing the wicket as green as it is. They, They probably knew that um, Mo and Ali wasn't going to be right. Um, they've obviously, in the whole of England, somehow don't seem to have a second spinner, even though they've got 18 county teams. But anyway, they've they've decided to go with the four quick, so I think that's why they've gone with the greener wicket. Um, they'll hope that Joe Root doesn't have to play. I mean, Joe Root, his service will bowl to the left-handers. I think the right-handers will, will hit him all around the park. So um, it'll be, again, a nice tactical thing. I reckon when Joe Root comes on, the Aussies will try and be really aggressive and smack him out of the park and make their those older fast bowlers that we've already spoke about, Broad and Anderson, bowl more and more overs. So that's going to be the danger for them having no spinner. Um, you try and get as many overs into Broad and Anderson as you can, and that's going to hurt them for the back end of the series. Talking to Tim Payne, uh, Tim, how's that stadium going down there in Tasmania too? Have we started building it yet or not? No, I drove past yesterday. I didn't look they'd broken any ground just yet, but we're hopeful um, that it will soon. I think there's actually there's a, a footy game on the weekend. The TFL, TSL, the local comp here, is playing against the QAFL, I think. So we're, I think it's sort of being used as a bit of a pro-stadium rally. We saw the, all the negativity right back at the start. So mm. I think they're looking to try and get sort of 10,000 people to North Hobart on Saturday and um, show support for, um, the, for the people that want the stadium and, um, and want the AFL team. So it's been... Fascinating. Looking forward to getting on radio, actually, because it's a very hot topic and Ooh, yeah. um, you know, it's given us plenty to talk about down here. We're well, covering that game on SEN, by the way. We are. and uh, are one we? Of, Yeah, well, there we go. One of Tasmania's finest, Gary Lyon. He's happy to drop down there anytime you need <laughs> some heavy sure lifting he done. I would. Yep, absolutely. We need some big names to come down and support it and swing the people. But I think I think the general feel down here from, from my, you know, people that I, I mean, I'm in sporting circles, but everyone I speak to is absolutely keen for it. It seems to be... Um, as always, the sort of the loud minority of making all the noise. So this weekend is a good opportunity for people who are supportive of the stadium and the team to get along to North Hobart and um, and get a more positive message out there about it. And you're a big bomber man. Did you have the 32 uh, on your duffel coat? And uh, oh, I was the... a bit young then, to be honest. Yeah, I think 32 might have been was it Justin, Justin Blumfield. Justin Blumfield yeah, it would have been yeah, would have been my era. So. 
No, I missed, I missed him, unfortunately. Well, uh, just, we've got your number now, so stand by. He'll bombard you with all sorts of Beautiful. YouTube clips, so uh, you'll be able to pick Excellent. up on his Thanks career. Hey, great, to have, great to have you back on board. Um, it's Monday, Friday. You and Brent Costello, who's across yep. the AFL yep. um, expansion uh, as much as anyone. So 6 a.m., 8 a.m. starts in July. Uh, great to have you, and thanks for joining us, mate. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll chat to you soon. Go on, Tim. Tim Payne there. Um, How good's he? He's, a, he's an absolute ripper. Hey, uh, what about How that fast bowler? Did you hear him say, and they brought in the quick tongue? Mm. You know what they call him? No. The lizard. <laughs> You like it? Yeah, I love it. Anytime you mention the lizard, I wouldn't be. Sur- you get a response. From I wouldn't me. be surprised. That. How good is he though? Like Mike how? Atherton goes with the <laughs> lizard. They're bringing on the lizard from the southern end. Well, you know people in the cricket industry. Why don't you see if you can't just uh, have somebody insert that at some stage? Yeah, I don't need. Can you get the word to him or not I'll get through the- some of your cricket partners? I'll get it out to Barat. Yeah, um, I would think Barat would like that and might even roll with it. And from the southern end, the lizard.